before the season even started, I knew Duvall was going to be back on our team somehow, some way. I just knew it. Mike Trout might be one of the safest bets in history, to be honest. As soon as that happened, it's like Javante Davis turned a switch and he went into kill mode. And Terrence Crawford, um, there's an argument that he might be the most feared man in boxing right now. Not really seeing many names stepping up, calling him out. If the MLB doesn't do something about it soon, uh, we could potentially be looking at another, maybe like a mini steroid era scandal on the MLB. Welcome to the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. Here are your hosts, Christian and A. Hindi. Welcome back to another boxing video for the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. Uh, for this video, we will be recapping the DAZN card uh, headlined by Chris E. Eubanks Jr. and Liam Smith uh, with a kind of a surprising finish. Uh, one that kind of took us by surprise, I can tell you that. But um, we had a really good video this week. Yeah, that result honestly got me feeling a little stupid. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, uh, nice to zone card this past weekend. Let's get into it. Before we get into the L I took, uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the undercard. You had Joseph Parker versus Jack Massey. Joseph Parker defeated Massey by unanimous decision. And something, I guess it, we could say it kind of went how we expected. I thought Joseph Parker was going to go in and kind of annihilate Jack Massey, but now he went for a comfortable decision. And I honestly feel like this fight can't really take much from it. It kind of looked like as expected. Uh, Jack Massey coming off a long layoff. Didn't really look like he was in top form. And you had Joseph Parker, I guess, do what he had to do. And, yeah, easy dub, I guess. Something you can't complain about after the brutal knockout loss that we were talking about. Yeah, this is a nice little bounce back from that uh, brutal knockout loss he took uh, last year. But... Uh, Parker looked really good in this, honestly. Um, kind of like everything we said, uh, Massey was light on his feet, uh, kind of hopping around the ring, running around the ring. He looked like he was in pretty good shape, to be honest, uh, especially since this fight went all 12 rounds. Um, but Parker, like I said, too, he's not very light on his feet. He's heavy, and that's what it looked like the whole time. But he was landing some good punches. He landed some good shots here and there. But uh, really nothing too impressive in this fight. Um, Massey just really didn't do enough to win enough rounds but um some of these scorecards are kind of weird because some of the judges were giving both fighters uh, a 10-10 round um which is something that's very unusual so um that's why some of these scorecards are a little different but there also was a point deduction for mace or massey in uh round eight i think um he was holding the whole damn fight to be honest um he was clinching and it started in round one so uh that was kind of, I think, his game plan, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, some of these scorecards were kind of weird, though, uh, throughout this entire card. Excuse my dogs right there. Uh, dogs, that's all I got to say. But, yeah, like Alex said, uh, these scorecards throughout this whole event, kind of weird. I guess these UK judges, uh, they were they were feeling a little generous this past weekend. But it's all good. Uh, as for Joseph Parker, uh, he's, I guess you could say, back in the mix, you know, coming off of a positive result in this dub. So what's next for him? I feel like any solid names. I'm going to do Alex a favor right here and bring a big baby, big baby, get in the ring with Joseph Parker. That, that definitely help with, a, I think, a boost in the rankings. 
No, no, I definitely think that would help with a boost in the rankings. I know we brought it up when we talked about the fight last week, and um, I definitely would love to see these two in the ring together. Um, I think it's honestly probably possible now, but it, it I don't really know where Joseph Parker is going to go after this. Um, he's not really a contender um, after watching this, especially because Massey did kind of he did look a little better than I thought he was going to look after a year off and basically not really any training. Um, so I really am not going to take too much out of this fight for Parker, but it was a solid win for him, I guess. Yeah, I feel that. Um, not too much to get into with Parker, really. Like you said, he's not at that level. Like, I guess he could reach the contender rankings, if you want to say that, but he's not going to actually be a contender. He's got to be one of those guys who's going to be like a, a stepping stone. I feel like now, I mean, I not like not like a stepping stone, but maybe just like a guy who's going to get someone to be a contender, a high level journeyman, maybe. Yeah, I can see it. I I, I know journeyman is it's a strong label. So I, yeah, I don't it label, is. I don't, don't want to label him a journeyman. Yet. Yeah, I don't want to label him a journeyman yet. But. It's all good. Dub for Joseph Parker. That's all good for him. But to get into the next fight on this undercard, uh, you had Echo Esuman, who, by the way, just wanted to say thank you to Richard Reddish in our comment section, letting us know the correct pronunciation on Echo. Yeah, it looks like something else, but it's just Echo. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so you had Echo Esuman uh, defeating Chris Congo by a majority decision uh, for his fourth title defense. And this fight right here, probably the best fight on the undercard. It was definitely exciting, uh, back and forth and really close, to the point that a we had a couple of judges in this fight doing that 10-10 stuff. But, yeah, uh, this was a fun fight, and definitely, definitely a good name on Esuman's resume now. So, outside of that, I don't have too much to say about it. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, this was my favorite card or fight on the entire card, honestly. Um, Congo really brought it from the beginning. Um, Esuman won the first round. Um, kind of was maybe a toss-up, but he landed a big right hand right at the bell that I think got him uh, that round. But, I mean, after that, I mean, rounds two through five, maybe even six, I think Congo won all of them, in my opinion. Um, he looked really good. He was the aggressor, um, was just really good overall, and uh, round nine, uh, Esuman really turned it on. He uh, got him into the corner. Uh, there was a moment where I thought that he may end the fight right there, but um, kind of didn't get saved by the bell because I think there was like 30 seconds left when um, Congo got out of the corner. But uh, after that round nine, uh, it was uh, Esuman the whole rest of the fight. Um, but this was a really close fight. Um, if uh, you're really listening to what I said. It would have been five five at that point. So I mean, that's two rounds right there that could go either way. So um, this was a really really good fight. Um, and uh, I'm kind of excited to see where both of these guys go next because uh, both of these guys look super solid in my opinion. Possible rematch? You think? You think it's a rematch worthy fight? I definitely think so. I I do. Um, make it happen, honestly. Um, because, I mean, there could be a couple fights on this card that could uh, warrant for a rematch, and we'll get into one of those later. No, I feel that. Uh, that's just depending. To me, it just depends on if uh, Esumon feels he's ready to move on to the world level. If he does, then at that point, 
uh, do what you got to do. But if not, if he wants to defend his Commonwealth titles another time, I think this is the guy to go with. Uh, run that shit back. But as for the next fight on this undercard, the last one before the main event, you had Richard Riakpour, uh versus Christoph Glowacki. And that ended up in a fourth-round TKO in Richard Riakpour's favor. Glowacki, uh, a former champion who has a lot of names under his resume, including Usyk and Lawrence O'Coley, uh, he came out strong in this fight, but Riakpour kind of uh, definitely answered relatively early and caught, uh, caught Glowacki with a couple of big shots early on. And then in the fourth round, uh, Riakpour just turned it up on Glowacki, and ref had to cut it short. Honestly, this is kind of what uh, was expected, Glowacki being past his best, and Riakpour, he just went for the finish, and he did his thing. Yeah, this was honestly not too um, entertaining of a fight. Uh, there was really only two rounds that had action, and that was rounds two and four. Uh, round two, uh, Riakpour actually stumbled uh, Glowacki, and it w- looked honestly pretty bad. Um, it was a nice little right hand that he hit him with, and um, he buckled his knees, and then he stumbled forward. Um, didn't knock him down but uh it was a really nice shot for him but uh that's really the only thing that happened in this fight uh, other than uh the stoppage uh this was a really good fight for him um i'm want to see this guy on uh the world stage next um and i think that he uh is uh kind of um been calling not calling out some people but he may have some people in mind uh next i'm not really too sure who they are yet but um i definitely want to see this guy uh fight some better people because this guy like i said last week uh that he fought it's on the back end of his career he's a little older so um this was kind of expected yeah i feel that but nice little showing for riakpur uh glowaki i don't know what to say about him or what's next maybe maybe retirement who knows but he might have more to offer to the sport we'll we'll wait and see but for the main event this is why I feel stupid. This 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 result right here. It's we both it's, do. It's literally the opposite. It's just the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. I thought Chris Eubank Jr. was going to come in and style on Liam Smith for a nice, cool decision. Thought he was going to have some Roy Jones esque movements in his boxing game because you know that's who trains him. That's who I betted on, basically. But no. Eh. Liam Smith came through with the power, and he put Chris Eubank Jr. out in the fourth round. Was not expecting that. This is Early, complete opposite. I was thinking it was going to go all twelve. Nice little decision for the other guy, but no. Liam Smith decided to freaking add a new portion to Chris Eubank Jr.'s face, like like he just had a whole new mass of. Yeah, no, nah, he 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 messed him up. That's all it really came down to. Yeah, this was very surprising, honestly, and I'm kind of kicking myself because last week before we started recording, I told Christian, I think Liam Smith is going to win this fight, and then we got recording, and I changed my opinion halfway through our episode, so I'm kind of kicking myself because I wouldn't have gotten it right, the whole thing right, but at least I would have picked the winner, so I'm kind of kicking myself for that, but I I enjoyed what I saw from Liam Smith in this Um 
he looked uh, really sharp in the first round. He was a little more active than uh, Eubanks. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Eubank was just trying to set something up. It's what it kind of looked like uh, to me. Um, he, he was using that jab really well, um, but he, he got caught in the fourth round, and it did not did not look pretty like Christian said. Um, he had a nice little welt on his face under his, I think it was his left eye. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I was – can't remember right now, but uh, it looked pretty gross to be honest. But um, I would not be surprised if this uh, uh, ends up being a rematch because after the fight, they did say that there was a rematch clause and Liam Smith did sign it. Um, so more than likely, these two guys will be back in the ring at some point, and I, I won't be surprised at all. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see it. Chris Eubank Jr., I guess, being the bigger name, if you want to say. But uh, – Rematch, Eubank Jr. definitely needs to make some solid adjustments if, if it's going to be a worthwhile rematch. Uh, we have to wait and see. The one couple of things I want to say about Eubank Jr., um, fraud, fraud for that, <laughs> because, you know, we, he had that Conor Ben fight lined up after. Oh, he doesn't want to fight Conor Ben now. No, no, he'll Connor lose with the, with, the, with the juice in his Connor Ben, he got more power than Liam Smith even before the juice. Yeah, and so he doesn't want that, but that's still like a fight to be made in the UK for sure. Like that's oh, yeah. a fight I feel like people are calling for. So uh, that's definitely delayed. Uh, if Chris Eubank Jr. wants that fight, he's got to settle this between Liam Smith, in my opinion. And even then, this rematch with Liam Smith after getting bodied like that, I don't, I don't know if that's ideal. Well, it's 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 what he has to do for sure, but he needs to come through with something because nah, you can't you can't follow that performance up and not not make up for it because that was bad. No, yeah, and the one thing I did like at the end of this is uh, they kind of I would say made up because I know at the tail end of the week before the fight uh, they kind of went at each other personally in their personal lives. Um, I know uh, uh, Liam Smith used a, I think it was a gay slur towards um, uh, Eubanks, um, which was just uncalled for. And then uh, Eubanks said something about Liam Smith's family, um, which was not called for either. So glad those two made up afterwards. Uh, it looked like they really didn't mean anything uh, to it. And it did look like that uh, Eubank wanted a rematch after the fight. So um, it that is look like it's going to happen. But everything that Christian said is definitely likely. Um, I don't know if he wants to fight him again because it could be just the same result or even worse. Yeah. But uh, we'll wait and see. I guess I'm going to have to double down on my bet that Roy Jones is going to help with these adjustments. And we're going to come back next fight to a Chris Eubank decision. I'm kidding after that. But uh, exciting card from the zone overall. Uh, these judges please uh, keep that 10-10 stuff to a minimum. And yeah, uh, this next weekend of boxing, we're looking forward to that. So stay tuned for that video. And that does it for another boxing video for the All Takes No Wist podcast. Uh, another great video recapping a uh, pretty good zone card from last weekend. Uh, definitely an unexpected uh, result for the main event. Um, I wish I would have kept my uh, original <laughs> opinion on it, but it definitely changed throughout the video. But this was a 
really good card and uh let us know what y'all thought about the card uh let us know um if you thought liam smith uh was gonna win and if you want to see a rematch between liam smith and eubanks but also if you want make sure you like make sure you subscribe and also make sure you turn on notifications uh, to know when we post new content and if you want to let me know how bad of an L I took with uh, my prediction and Alex as well, uh, you can also let us know at any of our social media pages. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all at ATNW Podcast. And if you want, you could find my personal Instagram and Twitter at Christian underscore S52. And if you want, you can find mine at AND2215. Uh, maybe... My predictions are going to hit for this weekend. I hope so, because this is a big fight coming up. Looking forward to that. But until then, peace. Peace.